You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is April 30th, 2018. My name is Phil Prostenreich. I'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. You can, of course, follow me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. Here with you on a Monday, like I said, on Friday's show. I'll make this announcement again here. This will be a short week for me. I'll be taking off after Wednesday show. So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, this week, and then I'll be off for the rest of the week. Don't worry about it. I'll have, uh, I may make an announcement about it, um, but I'm taking a little bit of vacation time uh, as we get closer and closer to the NBA draft lottery on May 15th. So that plenty to look forward to there. On today's episode, though, we're going to talk a little bit about the Magic's coaching search. There was an update. There is some news about the Magic's coaching search, and there hasn't been much to say. I think the Magic have done done a good job keeping things kind of quiet, uh, but we are getting to the point of the calendar year where, yeah, you need to get a coach done. You need to get that thing in place, and Magic have a lot of hiring to do, a lot of stuff they have to do before, uh, really, the NBA draft in June, but preferably even before the NBA draft lottery on May 15th. So we'll get into a little bit of that. Uh, we'll also discuss for a little while the uh, the big the big story on the Orlando Sentinel about the coaching hire. So we'll talk a lot about that as well. I'll, I'll have my comments and thoughts on on that and, and some of the on some of the news that Josh Robbins of the Orlando Sentinel reported. And then finally, uh, we'll continue our player evaluations. I'll take a look at Jonathan Simmons and his season. A bright spot for the Magic. Uh, but one that certainly comes with a few caveats and a few uh, few thoughts as well that are general, kind of general about the whole team as a whole. But let's start with the coaching news. The Orlando Magic have been very quiet on the coaching front ever since firing Frank Vogel at the end of the season. In fact, pretty much the week after the season, both Jeff Weltman and John Hammond, pretty much after cleaning house in the Hamway Center, firing just about everyone in their basketball operations staff, or at least, at least as far as personal, as far as the trainers and, and medical staff go, um, after after some big changes there, they went to Europe. They went and scouted Luka Doncic and a couple other the European prospects. Uh, they did a scouting trip to overseas, uh, and the coaching search was kind of put on hold. Uh, while other teams have leaked out some information about their coaching search, we've heard a lot about Phoenix. We've heard a lot about New York. Um, you know, Atlanta has been very active with, after they after with Mike Budenholzer kind of shopping himself around, even though he hadn't been formally let go yet. That's happened now. Milwaukee is now an open job, probably the best job on the market with uh, the Bucks losing to the Celtics. The Magic have just stayed kind of quiet. They they just haven't not stayed kind of quiet in the news at least. It's it's not that they've been quiet. It's not that they haven't done their work. It's not that they haven't interviewed people, but we just don't know where they stand in their process. Saturday night, we got a little bit, or Friday night, sorry, we got a little bit, it seems like forever because I'm still recovering from Avengers Infinity War, Uh, Thanos demands your silence, so I will say no more, Uh, but since Friday Friday night, we got a little bit of a glimpse of where the magic might be. Chris Haynes of ESPN.com was the first to report, Josh Robbins of the Orlando Sentinel confirmed later that the Orlando Magic had received permission from the Portland Trailblazers to interview assistant coach David Vanterpool. He's one of the lead assistants for Terry Stotts, a guy that that the Magic were reportedly connected to if he got fired from Portland. That doesn't look like that will be the case. But Vanterpool is a very interesting prospect and one that is familiar to this process in Orlando. When the Magic hired Frank Vogel to replace Scott Skiles, the coaches that they were considering at the time 
where Adrian Griffin, Frank Vogel, and David Vanterpool. This is a guy who's been knocking on the door of being a head coach for a while. He's someone that's very popular in NBA circles as a guy who is has great at player relationships. He's widely credited for Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum's uh, continued growth and, and strong play over the course of their careers. And as much as it feels like Damian Lillard especially uh, is an all-star, is a perennial all-star, is a guaranteed player, that was not the case coming out of college, and that was certainly not the case. He still continues to get better. Vanterpool has, again, generally received the credit for that or received a lot of the praise for his relationship with those two star players in Portland, um, a guy that 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 they both that both those players really speak highly of. Um, he's been one of those top names, and it's obviously been that way since since Orlando last looked for a coach. So, not a whole big surprise that he's on the list. And, and I think when you look at it, Vanterpool is the exact kind of coach the Magic are looking for. A young guy, a, pl- a player's coach, someone who can relate to players, someone who can, you know, he played in the NBA, it was a cup of coffee, but he played in the NBA for a little bit, so he's been through the grind uh, grind of, of playing at this high level. Um, someone who does have a good, hopefully a good X's and O's background, uh, you know, you, you're not going to get everything off your checklist, so to speak, but Vanderpool is the kind of coach that I expected the Magic go after. A young guy, willing to work, willing to develop players, strong player development coach, uh, and grow with the team essentially, uh, and I think that that's that's definitely uh, something that that fits Vanterpool to a T. The other, of course, r- rumored name that the Magic do have an interview scheduled with is Jerry Stackhouse, coach of, Rap- of Raptors 905. I've talked about him in the past, but certainly there are other names that the Magic are wanting to interview. A lot of people have assumed that Raptors assistant coach Nick Nurse is one of them. A lot of teams are chasing after Utah Jazz assistant coach Igor Kokoskov. There are several names still out on the market. But now we are in the second round of the playoffs. Now is the time when you do start to see these open coaching coaching vacancies fill up. You do start to see guys um, kind of fill in uh, these these jobs. And especially now, as you get ready for the draft, you start focusing on what your team needs in the offseason. Now is the time where you do want to see teams make progress. So... While the Magic don't have a full litany of names, and I think some people are probably going to be a little disappointed that there hasn't been anything connecting the Magic to David Fisdale. Um, you know, David Blatt's a former head coach. I don't know if that's someone that, that Magic fans want. Um, I know Magic fans are a little disappointed maybe with the lack of news out there, with the lack of rumors and reporting. But generally, the Magic do a good job keeping things in-house, and I think Jeff Waltman wants to keep things in-house. I don't think he's looking to leak the progress of the team. But this news, this little bit of news, and it is a little bit of news. It's not huge things. That they're, they're just interviewing people. This little bit of news does show that the Magic have moved from the here's who we're thinking about phase to the let's start bringing people in and figuring out who the right guy is phase. So, again, as I've said throughout trade season, throughout pretty much everything, as I continue to say here, when you see a rumor like this, you really want to focus on, okay, what does this rumor tell us? Why is it being leaked? Number one, you know, who knows why maybe Vanterpool is, is trying to push another team in the right direction. Who knows? But it feels like this is being, that, that the one thing that we can say for sure from this being leaked is the Magic have started extending invitations for interviews. They are starting to get to that part of the process. And while the last time they looked for a head coach, it was very, very fast. There's a reason for that. 
This time, the Magic want to make sure that they get things right. They're going, they're going slow, but they are making forward progress, and so it does seem like the Magic are not, I wouldn't say close to getting a head coach, but continuing their process. Again, the NBA draft lottery is May 15th. Don't think you really need a coach until uh, until you get the uh, until really until you get your draft preparation set. Uh, he's really going to be kind of figuring out the roster that he has anyway. It's, it, you know, Jeff Weltman's going to be taking the lead. As you know, I'm, I'll talk about later this week about how getting everyone on the same page is really really important with this hire. So I think right now the Magic are kind of taking their time, making the right steps, and moving in the right direction. And, you know, I, we're, we're talking about this coaching search and we're talking about this new front office. And, and, and I've sensed from talking with fans, from, from hearing fans, that, that there is a little bit of mistrust between the fans and the front office, or at least the fans that are, that are really engaged, that, that, that follow my site, that, you know, that, that you're probably listening to this. There is a little bit of mistrust between, between fans and the organization. And, and I think a lot of the debates that we've had, a lot of the conversations that we've had as a fan base on Locked On Magic, on Twitter, um, a lot of it comes from not believing in the Magic's ability to get themselves out of this hole. Um, you know, and, and to fa- in, in fairness, I, I can't blame people for that belief. I can't blame people for not for for not believing that this franchise is capable of doing it because, frankly, they've never done it before. I, I When the Magic started this whole rebuild back in 2012, I, I applauded them, honestly. And I thought that, and I still believe this, the Magic had a really ambitious idea, something that had never been done in this franchise's history. Throughout Orlando Magic history, and 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 I and this is why I kind of said what I said in in that Orlando Weekly piece, um, that that Magic fans are spoiled because they've always gotten the the thing that they need. The Magic's periods of success have all been built around winning the draft lottery. They've never actually had to kind of build an organization, and that's essentially what Rob Hennigan was trying to do and failed at. Let's get let's be perfectly clear, he failed at that. And now Jeff Weltman is stepping in and trying to do that as well. And really, literally starting from the ground up, it seems to be trying to rebuild the team. But that specter of the last six years still hangs over this franchise. There's, there's no doubt about it. The, the Orlando Magic have a, a very checkered past right now, or very checkered history right now. And like I said, it doesn't feel like that the fans trust trust this team to make the right decisions or that people are quite over some of the, the recent history of this team. And that, of course, that recent history has to do with the constant turnover of coaches starting in 2014 with the firing of Jacques Vaughn. Or is it 2015? 2015, sorry. Starting in 2015 with the firing of Jacques Vaughn. The hiring of Scott Skiles. The sudden resignation of Scott Skiles, and yes, the eventual hiring of Frank Vogel. I thought it was very, very curious when Josh Robinson, the Orlando Sentinel, at the at the post game press conference, asked Jeff Weltman directly, "Will ownership have any role in the decision making?" And Weltman was, I think, Weltman was even taken aback by the question, and said pretty directly, "No." If you're asking, do I have autonomy? 
Let me get this quote right. I, I, I did just recently transcribe. He asked, if you're asking, do I have autonomy to do this job? I can tell you simply, I would not have come here if I did not. That does not appear to have been the case in the later years of Rob Hennigan. If you have not done so already, if you have not done so already, please go read Josh Robbins' article from Friday. Jeff Weltman will have final say on Magic's coaching hires, published Friday in the afternoon. It is a very revealing piece about kind of the inner, uh, with, with sources saying what happened essentially when the Magic hired Frank Vogel. And Robbins strongly hints that that hire was not directed by ownership, by Alex Martins, the CEO of the team, as well as the DeVos family, in an attempt to try and push the team a little bit further, get it, get a experienced, you know, kind of well-known coach. And, and it was a home run hire. I think everyone, when the Magic hired Frank Vogel, thought that that was the absolute right hire. Including myself. That was my favorite candidate. But it seems that, again, according to Robin's reporting, that it was heavily influenced by ownership. That Hennigan preferred to go with Adrian Griffin to keep continuity, to keep some consistency with the franchise, with the, with the coaching staff. And that either he was overruled or Vogel became the head coach, became the favorite candidate. There's a lot that that happened, and it's very clear. And, and I think, again, if you have not done so already, please read Josh Robbins' article from the Orlando Sentinel on Friday about this. It, it, it's, it's abundantly clear that there were plenty of miscommunications, plenty of clashes between management and coaching staff that, you know, it, it for a lot of Magic fans, it has smelt like there has been fire around that whole time period. And so the question now becomes, to spin this forward, how do the Magic resolve this? And I think the ultimate conclusion is exactly what Weltman said. If he does not have autonomy to make this decision, he would not have taken the job. He had a good job in Toronto. That Raptors team is the top overall seed getting ready to play the Cleveland Cavaliers in the playoffs. That was a good job. This is a difficult job for him. This is a difficult job for anyone because you're, again, this year proving it, starting almost from scratch. And so the, the ultimate conclusion is clear that this is going to be a Jeff Weltman hire. Whoever the Magic bring in is going to be someone that is in lockstep with Jeff Weltman, and that is important. It's going to be someone who, not afraid to challenge Weltman, not afraid to challenge some of his beliefs. I think he believes that, that that's okay. But ultimately, has much of the same thinking about the roster. That someone that Weltman believes can get the most out of the eventual team he wants to build. And that is good. That kind of stability, that kind of clear thinking, I think will ultimately be good for the Orlando Magic. So the coaching search continues on. 
As we've been doing since the season ended, let's conclude today's episode with a player evaluation talk, a little bit about a player's season, and we're going to talk today about Jonathan Simmons. We all know Jonathan Simmons' story at this point. Started off um, literally paying his way into a G League tryout, made the G League team, made the San Antonio Spurs, then made a name for himself, and then got paid. Three years, $18 million, not an insignificant amount of money for a guy like him. This trip to Orlando was a huge opportunity for him. It wasn't just about getting paid. It was about making good on the talent that he showed and getting an expanded role. And boy, did Simmons get an expanded role. Started in 50 of 69 games played for the Orlando Magic this season. 50 of 69. This is a guy who, again, paid to get a G League tryout. Paid to get into the open tryout for the G League. And now he is not only a key contributor on an NBA team, but a starter and someone who has these gigantic scoring outbursts that can absolutely change the game when he has it on. Now, Simmons doesn't have it on all the time. He's not going to drop 34 points like he did every night like he did against Milwaukee. And in fact, it felt like at times Simmons really struggled with the magic shortcomings. Simmons is a guy who likes the ball in his hand. He is an isolation player. He can get one on, go one-on-one and get to the basket. Not a great spot-up shooter. Not a great shooter in general. Only shot 33.8% from beyond the arc. But someone who can get to the basket, draw contact, create his own shot a little bit. He is a crea- he's a little bit of a creator. And a guy who still needs to really improve his passing a little bit, improve his playmaking. But a solid option nonetheless. Simmons was a fine starter. But like so many other players on this Magic team, it, it felt like they were asking him to do too much. Making him the starter, making him a starter with all those skills and all those mouths to feed in the in the Orlando Magic starting lineup, ultimately I think did a disservice to him. Although, again, more opportunity, more playing time, he played really, really well. 13.9 points per game and 29.4 minutes per game. But it felt like, and it still feels like, his ideal role is coming off the bench. His ideal role is as the sixth man. Give him the ball, let him go to work against weaker competition. And he can start. He can be a spot starter. That's not a bad thing. This is not an insult at all. This is trying to get the best out of him. But it felt like he was always a little miscast as the starter. That the lineups that the Magic threw out with him as the starter just weren't ever going to get the most out of him. There's always going to be some congestion in the lane. There's always going to be something that would keep him from taking, not that next step, but keep him from getting the most of his ability and his talent. That's not to say he wasn't productive or effective. And I think... For the Magic, he was exactly what they signed up for. The, the odd thing about this season, and something I want to write about in the near future, is so many individual players improved and had great seasons individually, and it just didn't make up to a cohesive whole. And Simmons is really a good example of that. They gave him more opportunity, and he played really, really well. He played up to expectations. He played at a level the Magic can be very comfortable with. But yet, that didn't 
help the team win all the time. Yes, Simmons can be a little bit of a chucker. His shot selection is definitely suspect, and he thinks he's a one-on-one player. He's going to play like a one-on-one player sometimes. You kind of have to take that and hope that you get a really good shooting night from him. But overall, you can't be upset with anything that Jonathan Simmons gave you this year. He was a resounding success as a free agent signing. Someone that, yes, someone that, yes, Jeff Weltman signed, got a good deal on, but someone that he signed specifically for this team. His defense slipped, but I think everyone's defense slipped as the season slipped away. We know he has that in him. And he wants to see this team. He wants to win again. He's, it, it's, it was definitely tough for him to go through all the losing he went through. Simmons had a really nice season. Again, did everything you could ask for, everything you'd hope for. And you have to be excited about bringing him back once again. But obviously, there's still a little bit more you can do. And perhaps the Magic could find a way to get him back into that more preferred bench role, I think, next year. And I think that would be a way to get more out of him. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. You can, of course, follow us on Twitter at Locked on Magic, as well as like us on Facebook at Locked on Magic. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can follow me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. And, of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, including our player evaluation on Jonathan Isaac, that'll be up in the morning tomorrow, today, Monday, you can check out orlandomagicdaily.com. We'll talk all about that player evaluation of Jonathan Isaac on tomorrow's episode of Locked On Magic. For now, though, that's going to do it for me for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic. This has been Philip Rossenreich. I will see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.